As the head coach at Westfield State College, I was lucky to recruit a youngster named Rick Martin, who hailed from Taunton, Massachusetts. I had arrived here following a stint as an assistant coach at Colgate University. At Colgate, we were successful in convincing a young man named Adonal Foyle to travel a divergent path and spurn offers from nearly every big-time college program in America. In Rick Martin, I thought we had found the Division Three version of Adonal, and someone who would truly be a difference-maker as we began to grow our program. I can remember going home on the night of October 15, 2002, and thinking that our program was about to climb to heights never seen here before, much like our time at Colgate. We have always prided ourselves on recruiting good people, and this young man and his family are cut from the finest cloth. On the second day of practice, in his first year of participation, Rick Martin suddenly dropped to the floor and subsequently passed away in my arms in front of the entire team. Meeting the family at the hospital was the hardest thing I have ever done as player or coach, and I can still feel the October rain pouring down from the heavens as I approached Dana Martin to tell her that her son had died. Tears from heaven poured onto all of us as we stood and cried with the family. We realized then that none of us would ever look at life in the same way again. Rick had an undetected heart ailment that took his life. But I truly believe that he had developed more heart in his 19 years than most of us do in a lifetime. The beginning of the year was most difficult on the team, and our administration even considered canceling the season to allow time for healing. The team collectively fought that idea, and within two days of Rick's passing, they had gone around campus with water cooler jugs and raised more than $4,000 to help defray the cost of the funeral for the family. The losses mounted as we struggled to reclaim our collective spirit, to compete, and to regain the competitive nature that had helped us all become college players. The team headed home after a tough loss, and on the bus ride there were some heated exchanges among the players. My biggest concern that we might turn on ourselves out of fear was becoming a reality. I met with the captains and queried them about the team's demeanor. Although I was extremely unhappy with the way we were honoring Rick's memory, I found myself being happy that we all returned to our families at the end of the day. The abilities I had as a coach to motivate, instill confidence, and keep our esprit de corps at a high level completely abandoned me. In a desperate attempt to motivate them, I screamed at my captains and asked them what they were waiting for. The answer they gave was a hard one for a head coach to swallow. We're waiting for you, coach. The next day's practice was more like the kind we were used to having. Fear was cast aside and I began to reconnect with the people I value most, my family and players. The familiar squeak of rubber on wood came back to our gym. I knew it had weighed on these young men, but I never understood how much this trauma had impacted my ability to do my job properly. We won our first game after many losses, and instead of celebrating, our locker room was filled with tears.